Hello and welcome. We are having some technical difficulties there. Dom just can't set up his uh, camera. But hey, it's slow your roll. This is, I was about to say Sunday. Tuesday, Sunday. February 7th. Uh, we got a Tuesday show for you. We're busy on Monday, I guess. But hey, I am Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Ocular Report. That is Dominic Lorenzano, not camera person. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, local we'll broadcaster. And hey, we're here for some sports, some slow your roll. Yes. Yeah. It's in between the Super Bowl, so we're going to preview it again, see yeah. if our opinions have changed. I mean, we have more of the injury reports coming out. McCole Hardman's going to be out for the game. I don't see, if, is Juju out? Are they still not know yet? Are they not announcing it? I haven't heard anything. Okay. So I, I'm assuming right now that he's going to play. I would assume right now he's going to play. The only one that I've seen for sure is uh, McCall, is is Hardman. Yeah. So <laughs> just watching you try this. Yeah, it's it might not happen. But yeah, we got a we we got a lot actually. A lot of football news did come out, hirings yes. and whatnot. But uh, we're going to talk some. There's going to be some hoops. We're going to talk some hoops. Some football news. I don't even remember. Did Frank Reich? No, Frank Reich happened last show, right? I think it did. Yeah, I think it did too. Yeah. A couple hirings, come uh, some football in the booth drama. Yes. It's all over the place this week. Yeah. But uh, with that, Dom, yes. take it away to start. All right. If your camera will hold up. I know, right? So, I'm going to begin today with a team that we have doubted quite a bit all season, the Philadelphia Eagles. And now I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Sirianni has turned things around. Jalen Hurts has become a much better thrower of the football, a very good quarterback, played at an MVP level last year. But I'll be honest, to me, the story of the Eagles is not Jalen Hurts and it's not Nick Sirianni. It's Howie Roseman, the GM. He has done an amazing job with this roster. We go into the Super Bowl here with Kansas City. If Kansas City wins this game, it's because Patrick Mahomes is amazing and because they know what they're doing in the clutch time, fourth quarter, like, been there, done that. Philadelphia is better at every single level than Kansas City. Offensive weapons, D-line, O-line, secondary, linebacking core, everything except the quarterback. And no one's as good as Patrick Mahomes, so that's impossible to be better than KC at that. But Howie Roseman has been able to pivot, move off, have the balls to make big, gutsy decisions at times that people wouldn't do. Carson Wentz plays at an MVP level. They give him a huge contract, a bunch of money. What was it, two two seasons later only? Yes. Or maybe even the next year, they draft Jalen Hurts second round. The guts of Howie Roseman to do that. I still think it was two. It might have been two, but still, to draft Jalen Hurts second round after Carson Wentz, you give him that big deal. He plays at an MVP level. You win a Super Bowl. Now, not with Carson, that is true, but still. <laughs> And by the way, how he built a roster with Carson and then Nick Foles that was good enough to go and win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl. Philly loves him. They've never won a Super Bowl before. And then he realizes a couple of years later, it's not working out. Let's get rid of him. That takes guts. Okay. I'm trying to do math in my head. And he realized who needed to stay on that team. Fletcher Cox needed to stay. Darius Slay needed to stay. Lane Johnson needed to stay. But other than that, he was very willing to move off other pieces. Maybe it was the next year. Yeah, and I think it was the very next year that they drafted Jalen Hurts second round. But anyway, or after the next season. Um, but anyway, some of the other picks from Howie Roseman. Dallas Goddard, second round South Dakota State. 
They signed Hassan Reddick over the offseason this year. He has been a slam dunk home run. I think he's got like 13 sacks this year. Um, they draft Jordan Davis. He's been amazing right off the start. They signed Endomican Sue during the season this year when he was much, you know, they had a few injuries. A lot of people didn't want to pay Sue anymore. He was out of the league. He's been a big boost for them that they needed. Obviously, they made sure they kept Brandon Graham. That's the other one. He made sure to keep Slay, Graham, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson of the original Super Bowl team and realized everything else we can overhaul in the next couple of years. We can get rid of them. The A.J. Brown trade. He pulled the trigger on that. That has been massive. That has changed this offense completely. So to me, the ability of Howie Roseman, especially in the Northeast too, by the way, which culturally is a little bit more like loyal, a little bit more cares about history and a little more like willing to let people who've had success stay. Get rid of Doug Peterson. It's not worth it. I paid Carson Wentz a bunch of money. It makes me look bad, but I don't care. I'm not going to be stubborn. Get rid of him. Draft Jalen Hurts. Let him develop. Nick Sirianni, bring him in here. He wasn't a big name hire. He didn't have a lot of buzz. It was kind of like, what the heck? And then, as I said, the league is changing. We need a big wide receiver. Pull the trigger on A.J. Brown. Don't care what it costs. And all these other draft picks he's made. Howie Roseman has been a slam dunk. This roster is amazing. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't even been amazing in this playoffs. He was 15 of 25 for 121 yards against San Francisco. No touchdowns. And I know you can say, oh, they had a, a fourth-string quarterback. No, no, no. Jalen didn't play well early in the game when it was 7-7 still and they could have put it away. So Hurts wasn't playing that well. Doesn't matter. Philly wins anyway. 16 of 24 for 154 yards against the Giants. That's not amazing either, but the Eagles win anyway because Howie Roseman has built a sensational roster. Mm. Well, I mean, you like aggressiveness. I do. Now, I know you you usually back it up with saying there's a time and place for it. Yes. Um, And, I mean, when you're not far removed... Mm-hmm. From a Super Bowl, I know like it could have got very bad mm-hmm. for them in Philadelphia. I, like I'm not we, trying we, to. We kind of thought it was going to. We, yeah, we thought it could very much potential. A lot of it played up on, you know, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and I know the AJ Brown really helped that. But before he came here, we were really asking the questions like, man, is he gonna ever be a? Could he be at all? Mm-hmm. And if not, what do you do? Um, we, you know, I thought they were in a decent situation even with Hurts, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I guess not to take away but like I said when you're just removed from a Super Bowl you're still in a good position despite the fact that you know they were teetering off that cliff but uh you're right Howie Roseman made the right moves mm-hmm. um Jason Kelsey was on this team for that Super Bowl right yeah he was okay I don't remember if you listed that I uh, list that name because like you had pieces here mm-hmm. uh you had a great some great linemen some great defensive players some weapons Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Devontae Smith was supposed to be really good. I, that first season was... None of the offensive weapons from the Super Bowl team are here, though. Yeah, I don't remember anyone from that. None, of, that, none, none of the running backs? No. I don't think I know Miles. Sanders is young. Yeah, I don't think Miles was you on that. Bo- I think Boston Scott Maybe was Boston Scott was Boston there. Scott he's not a main Scott. offensive weapon. Sure, though, yeah. sure. He's getting old. But the wide receivers are gone. The tight ends are gone. Yeah, Ertz was the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? Uh, I was hearing the other day, like, to move on from Ertz... Like, mm-hmm. that was such a... At the time, that was like, oh, man, maybe they're selling. Yeah. But no, like, Goddard has been more than a good enough replacement for Ertz. And, like, and he got that out of South Dakota State. 
Yeah, it's kind of like that that Bill mindset. Like, you know, they weren't quite in the situation, but like trade them before, trade them when they get the value still. When you can still get value out of them, move on from them because mm-hmm. you'll find somebody else. There's usually somebody else. So yeah, no, I like I like Howie Roseman, and I feel like he, you know, even for myself, mm-hmm. I haven't heard his name all that much. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of Nick Sirianni's name this year. I've heard a lot of Jalen Hurts' name this year. And those are the sexy names. Those are the on-the-field names, the coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like, you know, the GM is not – I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. No. Like if you put Howie Roseman, I was like, I don't know his face. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I feel like he's been quietly been one of the better GMs in the league right now for a while now. And, I don't know, yeah, he's just been quietly doing his job. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's done a good job. Yeah. I don't quite give him as much credit as you because I felt the Eagles were in a good position. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he did, you know, we built that first Super Bowl one as well. Yeah. I mean, how long has he been then? You has he had any other job in the NFL? I don't I don't know. I know he's been there a while. Well, that's what I mean, like any yeah. other team. That's what I mean. But you don't, you don't give him credit for, like, the guts to, like, all right, it's not working. Get Doug Peterson out of here. I don't care. I, I, felt... I don't care. I don't care what that we paid Carson Wentz. Let's draft a quarterback in the second round and see if he can hit. The qu- All right, I'll start with the Doug Peterson one. I didn't think that was very ballsy because I felt... I felt a lot of people saying Doug Peterson yeah. at that point needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, I not so much. I guess the the Jalen Hurts one because again, I don't remember exactly how far he was removed. I don't remember the exact timeline, mm-hmm. but sure, he came off an MVP like season a year, maybe two ago when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was never that high on Wentz. I know. That's me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but from a GM position, right? When you drafted the guy. Right? Personally. And you're and you're investing this amount of money. Sure. Like however, when the knee thing comes up, because it was the knee that was the big injury, mm-hmm. that I as a GM, not a GM, mm-hmm. but as a GM, I would kind of think like I I wouldn't I wouldn't like to take a chance here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like a replacement to be far. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But sure, like, you know. And also the the chance to be like, you know what? It could be Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. He got kicked out of kicked out of mm-hmm. uh Alabama. Mm-hmm. And yet we're still like, you know, he could be a guy. Mm-hmm. And they, they stuck with him, and here he is in a Super Bowl mm-hmm. talking about MVP caliber. Um, so I, I'll give him more balls, necessarily, not necessarily for going after another quarterback, for being like, you know, Jalen Hurts could be that guy. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, Wentz will have time to work with Hurts here. Mm-hmm. And it, it it really worked out. Yeah, it did. He's, he's being aggressive where he needs to be aggressive, but he's also willing to play long games. Mm-hmm. And I think I've talked about, like, Dave Dombrowski, why I think, like, I like him for baseball is he's willing to lose and play the long game. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the NFL, the not for long league, as you like to call it, mm-hmm. that's so far gone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good for Howie. Good for Howie. I, I have no gauge on this Super Bowl. I mean, we'll do our predictions later, but man, it's just like Philly's roster is better than KC everywhere. But KC is KC and mm-hmm. Andy Reid's Andy Reid and Mahomes is Mahomes. We'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, all right. I think we're good on the opening here. Take it away with rapid fire news real quick, right. Jesse. Actually, you know, for Super Bowl week, it was decently packed with some news. Mm-hmm. Most of it we'll actually talk about it later. Yeah. All right. We'll start with, you know, the big one, mm-hmm. Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that. He's a head coach in Denver now. Yep. A little surprising because last week we said we don't think he's going to go anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, you know. But, you know. That's how we roll here. But it's not even that. I think it's pretty. I think it was simple. Money talks. You, sure. You know what walks. Sure. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe you'll maybe a little of that. Uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Wanting to put uh, that ownership. Russell Wilson. That ownership group has money. 
Yeah, you know, like what? like the, aren't they the richest owners now? Maybe. Well, I've I forgot. I found out. Well, I found out again yesterday because of the picture they took together. Mm-hmm. I found out Condoleezza Rice is a part owner of that team. Yes, she I, is. I forgot about that. Um, but anyway, more head coaching news. Uh, D'Amico uh, Ryan's. He is the new head coach of the Texans. So. Well, they just keep good doing for, it. Good for you. Uh, let's just keep hiring African-American coaches You're so right. we can fire them. They're progressive. They're so progressive. They're Are they, it. though? They're hiring black coaches. Just so they can fire them a year later. I guess. <laughs> uh, jokes aside, though, this is a better hire to me than the last two, and I do think he will be given multiple years. Yeah, at least but two. But it's just funny. At <laughs> least two. <laughs> Speaking of black coaches, Brian Flores is the new DC of uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that one a little bit later. More coaching hirings. The Patriots, mm. we have a new offensive line coach. So the, they hired the former offensive line coach of Oregon, Adrian Clem. Oh, okay. So I it's like not going to be Patricia. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> All right. And the last bit of, or actually not the last bit of NFL news, but the new NFL news that I put in here, a report came out that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are about $100 million off in their contract talks. And that is a little bit shocking because I don't know if I've ever heard that in terms of football numbers. Yeah, I've heard it in baseball, but yeah, a hundred million dollars off. So, from what I'm getting here is Lamar Jackson's asking for a hundred million dollars, and they're saying we're not going to give you anything because I don't understand how you can be that far off in football. I really don't. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Like, all right. Anyway, so the final bit of football news. I don't know if you saw. Probably nobody did. Uh, the NFC beat the AFC in the Pro Bowl, 35-33. Nobody watched. Yeah. From one All-Star game to another, the Atlantic Division beat the Central Division 7-5 to to win the NHL All-Star Weekend. Mm. So, didn't watch that one either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for a little bit, actually, big hockey news. So, Bo Horvat, Brian's main man that he wanted the Bruins to trade for. He's mm. been traded. He's an Islander now. They traded him in exchange for Anthony Beauvillier. I'm going to butcher this name. Aturati. Don't know who that is. And a conditional first-round pick for Bo Horvat. So he's no longer relevant this year. But they did sign him to an eight-year, $68 million contract extension. So look for the Islanders to be good again in a year or two. Hmm. And then finally, for rapid-fire news, local news, Harvard and Northeastern will battle it out for your 2023 Beanpot Final. And that's exciting because it's not BU or BC. Yeah. And that's been Rapid Fire News. And we'll take it into Sean Payton. Yes. Want to take it back? Yeah, I'll take it back. So, Sean Payton. You know, we talked last week that we thought it was starting to look like maybe he wasn't going to do the job. Sean Payton had changed his, like, cover photo on his Twitter and stuff to the Fox desks and everything. So, I don't think Sean was going to do it either. But, again, everybody's got a price. And they offered him, what, like $20 million? He's the highest paid coach, I think, in the league now. So, like, eventually, if you offer enough money, you're going to take it. So that's what this is. This is not a great job. I don't think Sean thinks it's a great job. That's why Sean originally wasn't going to take the job. This is a high-risk, high-reward job. There are things to like about it. There are things to be dismayed about it. Um so basically, you have no draft capital. You've given up three first-round picks, three second-round picks, and a third-round pick over the last two years in order to get Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. So the draft capital is gone. <laughs> Russell is going to be a massive cap hit, one of the biggest in the entire league over the next couple of seasons. So you have no draft space. 
And I would wager that we could say the offensive weaponry has been underwhelming. Now, I know Russ wasn't great, and we don't think Hackett's good either, but Sutton can't stay healthy. Judy came on late, but is he a true number one? And then K.J. Hamler couldn't stay healthy either. Williams, the talented running back, got hurt. So the offensive weaponry is whatever. Now, you inherit great young defensive talent, but the O-line's going to need work. So (sighs) there is one other part to this, though, right? From Sean's perspective, if Sean comes in and it doesn't work, Sean's not going to take the heat. Russ is going to take the heat because we're going to say, Russ, you couldn't make it work with Hackett. Now we bring in Sean Payton, who got the best out of Drew Brees, has been to a Super Bowl and made the New Orleans Aints, what they used to be called, a great franchise. Um, so Russ is going to take the heat. Sean's not going to take the heat. But still, it's a high risk, high reward job. You might be coming into a hopeless situation if Russ truly is cooked. So that's where it is. Uh, Sean's already come in and said that uh Russ's quarterback coach is not going to be allowed in the building. So he's already coming in just like overhauling, making some changes. I think it's going to work. I think there's enough talent here. I think Hackett was a train wreck. I think Sean can get the best out of Russ. So I do think it's going to work. But to, you know, a decent degree, it's not special. You walked into a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, who's going to get an offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. As long as Staley can keep his hands off that and just let them do their thing, I think it's going to get a lot better. And then the Raiders do have some talent. So we'll see what they do at quarterback. But you've walked into a tough division. You've walked into an AFC that is stacked with top-level quarterback talent. So my guess is Sean gets them on the cusp of the playoffs next year. I don't know if they make it. But yeah, at the end of the day, money, money talks. And... I don't think Sean thinks it's a great job. That's why Sean originally was not going to take it. But you give somebody enough money, they'll do just about everything. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't really see this as very high risk for Sean Payton. I kind of why because because like I said, he won't get the blame. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that most of the blame will fall at um, Russell Wilson's feet. If anything does go wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go that right. I'm not. I'm not that hype about it, actually. Okay. So, and also, I think this is kind of like how, like what we said, or at least what I said about Brian Dable taking the Giants' law job mm-hmm. last year. He can't lose because mm-hmm. if he if it does go wrong, everyone will blame Wilson. Yeah. So, but the difference is, you can move on from Daniel Jones. You're stuck with Russ for probably four years. Yes. Yeah. And you so know, that's what your situation becomes hopeless. Sure, but you know, then Peyton just has to deal with. Uh, Man, I don't really like my job, mm-hmm. and I'm in Denver, Colorado, where I'm sure there's not a whole lot to do, mm. especially in the summertime. Mm. There's no skiing. I, there might be year-round skiing up there. I don't, I've never been. Mm. But, you know, it'll just be kind of him being like, I'll just cash this check type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's one reason why like, I feel like he can't really lose. Because I'm going to be like, well, that's Sean Payton. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. He, he, he brought the Saints into... He made the Saints uh, relevant. Irrelevant. Um, he won them a Super Bowl. Like, come on. Like, it's not his fault. Everyone will blame Ross, especially after Pete Carroll made a Super Bowl with G- Super Bowl made a playoffs with Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Russell. More pressure is on Russell Wilson. Yeah. To perform this year than maybe anybody else in the league. Oh, for sure. And I, I would put more pressure. I think there is a lot of pressure, not on Peyton, but on the team and the ownership group. Mm. You have spent a lot of money. 
and gave a lot, a lot of draft capital, a lot of uh, assets to try and take this team, which should have been good for years at this point, mm-hmm. and bring them into a Super Bowl contender. So when is that going to pay off? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to now give up more draft capital, a whole bunch of money, um, not to mention eating all the money you have to mm-hmm. for hack it. In, I mean, Fangio, they might even have to owe him oh, yeah. some. Yeah, probably. It's only been a year removed from that. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of pressure, I feel like, on them more than Peyton. Okay. Because I feel like it's a situation, like like Brian Dale, he can't really lose. He'll come in, he'll turn it around and be like, oh, finally, we've been we've had all these players for years. We should be good. Here we are. Because, um, like, again, just looking at the – on paper, he should come in and they should roll. We said this last year. They should roll yeah. just based on on paper. So you yeah. got a good head coach now. There's no reason why this shouldn't work other than maybe Russell Wilson mm-hmm. cares too much about publicity. Trying and, to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> and, and is, you know, maybe just doesn't have it anymore. Stuff like that. Can't stay healthy. These problems could arise. But in theory, this should be fine. And for that, I feel like it's about the ownership group. Because if it fails, like, what do you do then? <laughs> You, no, can't, I, you can't find another quarter. I mean, I guess you could try, but like Russ won't be happy with that. Are you going to have that much money on the bench? Probably not. No, it's just not. It's just not how it works. So Peyton, I feel like is kind of in the can't lose situation, but the ownership group and Russell Wilson, you are you, there's some pressure on your shoulders. Yes, I'm trying to think like what can they do? I'm trying to think of is there any like shavable parts of this team off asset wise to just get some more picks. Sure, you could trade like a Judy or some of you them. Young, the, some know, of them young defensive players, but at that point, you're starting again. I mean, you're not completely starting again. You're just trying to do something to get like just a few picks, man. You could trade. Oh, you could then trade Sean Payton for a first round. Pick. <laughs> that's what you gave up for. Uh, the defense is good. I'm wondering if there's just anything there that's expendable at all. Someone in that linebacking core. Linebackers aren't as important as they used to be. So uh, McManus is a good kicker. Maybe someone will take him. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Kicker for a seventh. Uh, Melvin Gordon was a disaster, so you still only really have one running back. Uh, Murray came in and did okay. Yeah, but he, you're not going to get anything from Murray. No. <laughs> no. How old is he? 30? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well just keep that one. Well, did, you, did you hear that quote, though? When I don't mean, it wasn't like a press conference. He was just being interviewed. Peyton? What? And they're asking him about like, hey, Russ, Russ got his own like head coaches and trainers and stuff like that. And yeah. he'd be like, the only people that will be in this building are personnel. Yes, that work for the team and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, lots. Well, I said he's he's already said like your quarterback coach Jake uh, Jake Heaps. He, he ain't he's not allowed in the building. <laughs> we're not we're not doing this. Your well, own coaching staff and stuff. Now, what do you think you are, Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And even Tom didn't Tom only have one? Yeah, he had his nutritionist whatever you want to call him yeah i don't think he had his quarterback coach usually in the building he'd work with his throwing coach off season but i don't sure. think, i don't think he was in the building now the only guy i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now alex guerrero yeah uh, yeah yeah that guy yeah yeah his, his nutritionist his massagist mm-hmm. yeah his trainer yeah did a lot of things for him but yeah i mean eventually bill banned him yes. but that's just because they were being petty mm-hmm. so but still like it, it is kind of weird having I mean, I understand having your own guys, especially for off-season workouts. You're like, man, this is the guy I trust. Like, he knows my body. He knows me, that stuff. Um, But, like, yeah, like, I don't know. 
bring them into the building and stuff like that. No, like, it's weird. Yeah. It's super weird to just have like your own little coaching staff separate from the actual. Yeah. Like, I know no, we no, have. No, that doesn't work. I know that we have, it doesn't work that way. I know we have trainers who have designed workouts for me, but I'm just I'm gonna not do that. Listen to this guy. Yeah. No, that's that's it's super weird. You don't do that. Uh, what do you think next year for this team? <laughs> you get the la- you do get the last place schedule. Yeah, which is very helpful. Sure, but in theory, your division should be getting better. Which I know we said that last year. Although now that Tom is retiring, Derek Carr ain't going back to Vegas. So like, mm. Vegas is kind of now stuck here, just holding the bag. But is he retiring? He's retiring. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see what Vegas will do. Maybe they'll draft a guy. Maybe they'll. Maybe they'll get a Aaron Rodgers. That that's my thinking too. Devontae Adams. My know. thinking is Aaron maybe to Vegas, but like I still think at the end of the day it's too big of a cap hit. It might be. I, I don't and, know the cap situation. And you know how Aaron likes the you know we like to be really loud and then not do anything. So you sure? So sure. I, I'm gonna say, what did Denver win? Four games. Yeah. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna say Denver goes nine and eight. Uh, I was probably thinking the same thing. Okay. Just going over 500. I mean, hey, that's turning it around. That's more than double the win total. And you know what? If the Raiders don't get a quarterback, I I think you're finishing ahead of them. Oh, definitely. And I, in theory, the Raiders should be better. Excuse me, the Chargers should be better. But I, uh, we'll see. I know. I never I, trust Daly. I have to see the Chargers <laughs> before I believe it. No, I get you. I have to see them do anything. Yeah. But, like, they still, you'd think they should be better than Denver. And then Kansas City is going to get somehow better, <laughs> more better next year. And yeah, no, be, I know. They'll move on from Kelsey and find an even better tight end and I'm gonna more go, pieces. Yeah, I'm going to go 9-8. and eight. And they, I was going to say they missed the playoffs, but seven people make the playoffs now. So, like, <laughs> yeah. so you know what? They'll probably make it. You know, I think they'll go 8-9 and nine and okay. just miss out. Okay. I, I totally see that happening. All right. From that, let's move on. Brian Flores in Minnesota. Jesse. All right. I like how you're going to give me the Minnesota one. Yeah. Because that was your team. Yeah. Now. I mean, I got plenty to say on it after. but Sure. Yeah. But all right. Now, I really like this. I really like this. Oh, for, I do too. I like this for Brian Flores. I like this for Minnesota. I mean, you can't lose in this situation if you're Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... I don't know what they were ranked last season. Uh, they were pretty much almost last and everything. But it was at times it was awful. I mean, you made Mac Jones and the Patriots offense run by Matt Patricia ball out at times. How about Daniel Jones? Sure. At the playoffs. But, hey, that's that's the Dable dilemma. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, you, you came into the playoff. You had a negative. You had, I mean, you had a very dynamic offense, but a negative point differential on the season. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that is pitiful. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Brian Flores, we, th- we said he shouldn't have been fired from mm-hmm. Miami. I was going to call him Florida. Uh, they, he made their offense. I don't want to call defense. I don't want to call them great, but it made him very good, very uh, consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see no reason why he can't come in. And, like, because there's, there's people on this defense here. Like, oh, yeah. Zary Smith still got it. He's not that old. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see pieces here. Mm-hmm. I see players. And I don't see the why scheme is just terrible, and they're poorly coached. Yeah, and Brian Flores. I mean, I loved Brian Flores when he was the play caller for the mm-hmm. Patriots. I loved it. I think he's a great leader of man, hard ass, hard head. But like you know, I feel like defense that plays up better. Mm-hmm. Your fighters, you're more in the trench. You're more getting hurt. You're more getting dirty. 
Mm-hmm. You're more willing to get yelled at, I feel. You're just you're generally less of the star, and you are willing to get yelled at. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the defense, you know, it can't get any worse. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better. Well, what's the cap here? I don't know. It's hard to turn around a defense like that and make it good and great in one season. I don't see that happening. But the trend will go very much in the right direction. I see. You just got to get them competent. Sure. You know what I mean? Well, you got to get them on the same page because at <laughs> times they were not at all on the same page. Oh, yeah. That's the first step. Get them on the same page. You know, maybe have a meeting greet. Do they know each other? I don't know because at times it didn't seem like anyone even knew who their teammates were. <laughs> this is only going to be good. I mean, depending on what the Detroit does this offseason. Yeah. That's Minnesota's to run away with again. Yes. And you know what? Maybe even really turn themselves into a contender mm-hmm. with this Brian Flores fellow. We'll see what he can do. I agree. I agree. So, I, I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. Kevin O'Connell, I'm a big fan of. He got the best out of the offense. Um, situationally, they were sensational. Like, that's why they won all these one-score games. Not part of it's luck, obviously. But to be that good at it means it's not all luck. Like, situationally, they were great. Josh Allen did drop the football at the goal line. No, he did. But situationally, <laughs> they were great. O'Connell does a great job of that. It's just defensively, they were so awful. Now Kevin gets a guy like Flores, who's been a head coach, who was a DC in New England, where you know that you know Bill is very, he expects a lot. So for for Flores to hold that position there in New England means something. Head coach also, Kevin O'Connell can completely just hand that over to Brian, not worry about it, and continue to just focus on situational football culture and the offense. Let's get the best. I thought he got the best out of Kirk. Um, they probably need to draft a wide receiver because I think Thielen's getting older. But no, I, I like this. Green Bay, if Aaron stays, I think will be better. So I wouldn't say Minnesota's running away with this division again because Green Bay, Aaron's had some time now. These wide receivers will be in their second year. So I think I Green guess. Bay will be better the next year. Um, but I, I think with Flores here, I think he can turn around the defense pretty quickly, at least just get him up to average or competent. And unless Kirk just completely falls off the cliff, which I don't think will happen in just one more year, uh, I see Minnesota once again as a playoff team. So I think this is slam dunk higher for Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings. Actually, I feel like Flores is probably very respected as well. Oh, yeah. Especially after that, like, uh, I'm going to take on the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, screw it if I never get another job in this uh, business again. Like, yeah, I'm going to call out the league. Oh, I'm sure it's going to play very well with the players in yeah. the locker room. Yeah, no, I bet. I, I think people like Flores. So, yeah. All right. But yeah, so slam dunk. Good for Brian Flores. I think it's the perfect situation. Anyway, with that, we're going to take our first break. Then we're going to we're going to talk some NBA. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, some Durant to Boston rumors, stuff like that. Stick with Soft. us, guys. Soft. Back here at Slow Your Roll. Moving on to some NBA talk. The roller coaster. (laughs) The drama show that is Kyrie Irving has finally left New York. Thank goodness, I'm sure, for the Brooklyn Nets and, you know, the fan base in New York, who I'm sure was very done with Kyrie. He will be going to the Dallas Mavericks to join Luka Doncic. 
And this Mavericks team, you know, this Mavericks team has been in the playoffs the last couple of years. Luca, you can make an argument, he's probably the second, third best player in the whole NBA, but they don't have a lot of guys to score after Luca. So the basketball part makes sense. It's all the other stuff that makes it a problem. However, maybe you could say he's not in the same sort of media circus as New York, so maybe it won't be as big a deal, right? Although Dallas is pretty big. Plus, I something tells me that the state of Texas and Kyrie, you know, I don't think Kyrie's going to love. Maybe the lack of taxes will calm him down. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm sure something Texas will do something and Kyrie will be like, I hate that. <laughs> and make a big deal out of it. But I don't. Hey, listen, I don't know. I hate that. I think in the short term, I do actually think it's not a terrible idea. Because Luka scores like 40 points a night and they still lose all the time in the playoffs. You do need someone else who can score. So I, I don't, I think in the short term, it can work. But to me, it's still a disaster moving forward after that. Unless Dallas is that smart. And Dallas just realizes, this is only a half a season thing. Let's have him, you know, again, Kyrie has behaved himself for a few months now because he almost got himself booted out of the league. Let's really see how long it lasts. I don't think it's going to last that long. I think it lasts the rest of this season, and then he goes back off the rails probably by next season. Well, he just found out someone's willing to take him. He's going to start misbehaving immediately. <laughs> but Dallas, if they can just do the half year and then find a sucker afterwards, probably a great move. I just don't see it going down like that. So your thoughts on Kyrie? I thought this was hilarious. Okay. Situ- I mean, the situation is making me laugh, mm-hmm. not because, like, oh, I'm in. Dallas Mavericks, like that, that makes them, like in theory, makes them better in terms of basketball, mm-hmm. in terms of just playing hoops. Um, but I love it because he didn't go to the Lakers, and LeBron is beside himself. I know throwing Russell Westbrook under the bus and all that. Um, Wait, did LeBron say something? Yeah, I, I don't remember. The, I don't have the exact quote, but it's just. Some- I know Kyrie wanted to go to the Lakers, but like at the end of the day, the Nets. In I, I will hundred percent think intentionally. The Lakers could have offered a better package, and I think Brooklyn was like, nope. Well, no, no, no. We, we want to make him mad. No, that's the thing. The, oh, okay. the owner of the Nets, Joe Sy, yeah, came out and said, like, we were not going to trade him to the Lakers because that's where he wanted to go. <laughs> they were going to send him anywhere but where he wanted to go. <laughs> so, like, you know, that that uh, Uyghur killing supporter, like China supporter, he, he made me laugh. Yeah. I'll give Joe Sy that. He made me laugh. But like, um, I don't. Again, this is what you get, Kyrie, when you're just a cancer that just me, 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 and ruins an organization that wanted to take a chance on you. Well, like I said, LeBron is beside himself. Yes. Like, oh man, like you would that would have made us great. That would have made us a real contender. Like, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> uh, and I, honestly, I think it would be better for him, for behavior-wise, for him to go to Dallas. Yes. Which, not the media circus. Not. I mean, Luka Doncic is a star, but like. I can't name a single other soul on that team. Yeah. Um, so, and he's not even the polarizing star that LeBron is. <laughs> I don't even know how Luka Doncic sounds. I've never heard him speak. He's Eastern European, so. It's, I mean, well, that name. Uh, yeah. But, like, I've never heard him speak. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's clearly not causing any trouble. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, I like, I think Mark Cuban. I think yeah. Mark Cuban can get people to buy into things, at least short term. Mm-hmm. I like Mark Cuban. So I short term, sure, but I do kind of feel like he Kyrie just found out that he still wanted in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The Lakers wanted him. 
Mm-hmm. Mavericks clearly want him. Mm-hmm. That's two teams that want you. Kyrie's feeling great. I think he's going to misbehave pretty quick. Mm. I think he got a week. You got a ah oh, no. <laughs> I think you get the rest of this season, and then it goes off the rails in the off season. Mm. I don't know. He just found out he's wanted. Yeah, that's I mean, that's maybe bad. Throw a temper tantrum because he didn't get to go to where he wanted to go. I don't even necessarily think a temper tantrum. I just think he's going to start acting out. I'm the man. I'm so cool. I'm going to start posting the the, the doc, weird documentaries on Twitter again. I'm going to start calling out the Jews again, like that. You know that kind of stuff. Mm. So I don't like. I don't think he's going to start causing problems in the locker room, saying like, "I'm the leader of this team now, Luca." Like, who are you? Yeah. I just think he's going to be an off the court distraction again, mm-hmm. talking about how flat the earth is and whatnot. <laughs> Which, like, realistically looking back, like we don't know how good we had it when that was the problem. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a flat earther. What a weirdo. Mm. Yeah. What a weirdo. I wish he was just a weirdo. Yeah. Too, too bad he's a. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. He's he's a whole bunch of things. No, I know. I get you. But hey, good for him. He's in Texas. Yeah. He gets to play with a contender because mm-hmm. Lord know the Nets weren't. And like, I want to give uh, the Celtics actually a little credit before we get to them in a second. Mm-hmm. You killed the Nets. Yeah. You did it. You did it. I mean, they did it to themselves, and then the Celtics put the final nail in the coffin. Yes, but however, it, let's just even if that maybe that uh, series was competitive last mm. spring, mm-hmm. and you didn't stomp them out every time you played them this year. Yeah, they might have still thought they could keep them together mm. and have a chance at something. Yeah, but every time they played the Celtics for the past year, it's been embarrassing. Did you see the last one? Yeah, it was like one thirty <laughs> to. Did you see what the score was though in the first after the first quarter? Oh, they got like 50 points in the first quarter. Yeah, they were up like 50, yeah. like 60. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if the Celtics didn't embarrass them every single game, I think Kyrie's still there. Mm-hmm. But like, they realize like, wow, we are no match for that Celtics team. Why bother? Yeah, no. I, why I bother heard. putting up with this man? Yeah, that no. semite. Yeah, no. Why would you? <laughs> if we're nowhere close, then well, what the heck? He's not worth the headache. No, and he won't be worth the headache in Dallas either. But he'll be if they win but one. I just think that he'll be good for this remainder of the season. You don't think if they win this year? They're not going to And win. then he's such a cancer that he literally burns that franchise down like Mark Cuban's like, I don't even want anything to do with basketball. Luka Doncic retires and like just absolute obscurity for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, would you take that if you're a Dallas Maverick fan? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even know what basketball is. <laughs> They've won a championship before, though. Dirk, uh, yeah. Dirk Nowinski. Sure. Yeah. Wait, isn't that, and they never- isn't that the embarrassing one LeBron had? I think that was the first year at the Heat. Yeah, wasn't it against the Mavericks? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always forget that. Yeah. I think it was against the Mavericks, yeah. yeah anyway, I though. I do remember Dirk, though. So, yeah. You think you think it's going to be a week or two before Kyrie already starts being a problem? Yeah, just in his Kyrie way. Like, I, I don't think it'll necessarily affect the court until next you. season. But, like, no, I get you. come on. He's going to act a fool. I'm actually going to give Kyrie more credit than you. I think Kyrie makes it through the rest of this season. And then becomes a train wreck in the offseason. All right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on right. to some other basketball stuff. Did I tell you you were starting this one? No, but I'll do it. No, no, no. I'll, actually, you know what? You start. Okay. I'll let you start. So, we have drama. Drama in the building. So, after we murdered the Nets, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're taking, they're dismantling, they're taking it all down. Kyrie's gone. Uh, deja vu happened, and because they want to move Durant, 
they wave the flag of like they're they're offering Bo- uh, Boston's offering Jalen Brown to us. Lucky, lucky, he's mm-hmm. got value. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I buy it again because mm-hmm. here we are again. I guess I'm sure Boston called, but like if you're in Boston's position right now, why the hell would you do that? Mm. Like I understand maybe bringing in. I've heard people want to bring in a third guy. I don't really need think they need that. I've heard like you know it's not about the don't bring in a third guy, just bring in a big man type of stuff. I don't understand how bringing in Durant for Jalen Brown would make this current Celtics team better. In theory, Durant's more talented, but like I don't know. Brown's been here. Everyone's played with him for a while. They love him. The fans love him. We don't like Durant. They don't like Durant. I'm sure they're fine with him off court and off season. I'm sure they hang out and that stuff because that's what all athletes do. But like, what do you really think will make this Celtics team better right now with bringing in Durant? I don't see it. He's his cancer in his own right. Uh, this team is, you know, recently I've noticed that like they've come back down to earth. But like in theory, like the Celtics team is the the biggest contender in the league. So I don't think this makes any sense if you're a Celtic. I think this is just the Nets once again being like, no, Durant has value. See, somebody asked. Somebody asked, please. I think that's what this is. Because the Nets have been a dumpster fire with these people. And I think they're just desperate to get out of it. You can't do this if you're the Celtics. You're stupid as hell. Wow. Okay, I like this. You think they're going to do it? I don't think they're gonna do it, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad move. Man, listen, I don't know. this Boston team—they're a little bit better, I feel like, than we saw at the end of last year too. But they still turn the ball over too much. Jalen Brown's really, really, really good, and he's really good with Tatum. But I still don't think Jalen is an elite offensive player. I think he's a very good offensive player. But at the end of the day, Golden State just outscored you. They had more. Offensive talent. And Jalen's not up to par with Tatum. And he's certainly not up to par with the best players on Golden State's team last year to score. So Celtics had some problems coming across points. Celtics still turned the ball over a little bit too much for my liking. Kevin Durant has showed that he's the ultimate mercenary. Now, he ain't going to build the culture and build the team himself. But he's certainly the piece you bring in after you've done everything that just gets you that next step to go over the edge. And he could do the same thing here with the Celtics. Now, I would not give up Jalen Brown and then a whole bunch of picks and another player for Kevin Durant. No, I would not do that. If we're doing this trade, it's a it's a clean swap. Mm. I'm not giving you a bunch of other stuff along with Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. I don't think it's crazy, though. I think it makes sense. I mean, they just got outscored by Golden State badly last year. Didn't Golden State beat him when they played him already again this year? I think they did, yeah. Uh... I thought the Celtics won that game. Maybe they did. I don't know. I thought, check it. I thought Golden State won, though. Golden State still plays good defense. I mean, listen, Kevin Durant, when he's on, he's so hard to stop. He's seven foot. He's probably one of the most talented, if not the most talented scorer in the league. He gives you a big body and size to put on. Some of the bigger guys you're going to have to contend with against Milwaukee and the Bucks. Like, I don't think it's a crazy idea. I'm not saying... I'm not saying for sure you pulled the trigger. And again, I certainly wouldn't give Jalen Brown and a bunch of picks on another player for Kevin Durant. It would have to be probably a swap. But I don't think it's an insane idea. As much as I don't like Durant, Durant has showed that he's the mercenary you bring in to get your team over the top. He's done it before. He could do it here in Boston. 
He showed it one time with the Warriors. And by the way, the Celtics won 121-118 in overtime against this. Okay, the Celtics did win? Yes. Okay, cool. I do I do remember that game not starting well for them, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think they came on late. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Last year, Brad Stevens made a bunch of moves at the deadline, mm-hmm. none of which were big splashes. Mm-hmm. The biggest splash was trading away the best player in the NBA, Enos Cantor Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, like, he brought in, like... Uh, was it like Derek White, a couple other like small bench pieces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Brad Stevens just do that again. Okay. Because after that did that trade, they took off. Celtics yeah. absolutely took off towards the playoffs. And I think find a couple pieces, a ball handler prefer- preferably, mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. Okay. Because like, I don't think like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the studs. I'm I'm super worried about Milwaukee with Chris Middleton back and healthy. Nah, we beat him last year. Whatever. Middleton wasn't there. We need a ball handler. <laughs> we need a ball handler. That's um, all we need. Okay. I don't need. We don't need cancer. Okay. It's not what we need. All right. I I don't know if we need it, but I I don't. Everybody else who wants to completely dismiss it, I I think you got to consider it. You don't think the I got, I think you got to think on it. You don't think in that locker room that like Al Horford and Tatum and Smart will be like, you traded away Brown? Like, come on. Like, I mean, you could always go and talk to them and see what they say before you do anything. I guess. I guess. But, I mean, yeah, Jalen and Tatum, you know, they are like Batman and Robin. That's what I mean. So, again, like, they're not the greatest. I don't think they're going to like, you know, they're not Curry. They're not gonna like win you games really on. Their, I mean, they can, but not, they play, I mean, playoff they, games. If on they your play own. Golden State again in the championship, I still see Golden State winning. Mm, nah. Okay. Nah. Didn't they come back down to earth? Golden State. Or am I getting it backwards? Were they crappy and turned it on? They've been up and down, but that's what Golden State does now because Golden State doesn't have to care in the regular season. I guess when they've played the best teams in the league, they usually have played extremely well and won most of them. So, like, when they're dialed in and ready to flip that switch, they're, they've shown they're still really good. All right. So. Uh, I just, I, listen, I don't think Durant does it for you. Okay. I just I wonder if the Celtics have the offensive firepower to hang with a lot of those teams in the West. Ball handler. I, I would love or, a ball handler. Or, or big man, like what the people are saying. Give me a big man. Yeah. All right. Whatever. All right. Fine. Because, uh, I mean, Al Horford's old. What are you looking at? Oh, I got a text. That's all. Oh. Pop but anyway. Guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Whatever you say. I, I mean, I, I don't want... I don't want a guy like him on this uh, Celtics team. <laughs> I don't. Like, he, he's the thing. Tatum's... Are there any big personalities on this Celtics team? I think Jalen Brown is the biggest personality. I don't even consider him that huge of a personality. Yeah, probably. He's probably the biggest personality. These are a bunch of just... These are just guys. Yeah, they play well together. They're basketball players. They're not dramatic. I know. That's that's what I mean. They, they're likable. They're super likable. I know. And Durant is... Is not. Is just the opposite. He's the, I don't even say he's dislikable. He's just the opposite of all that. He's loud. He's very... He's a personality. He's loud in a different kind of way, yeah. Yeah. Listen... I'm not saying that I would hold my nose and grind in my teeth and clench my teeth together doing it, but like to think that it, to just totally dismiss it, 
I think is wrong. Because like I said, oh, I'm all for Celtics it. are on that cusp now the next couple of years where it's like you feel like you got to win at least one title here. Yeah. And Kevin is that dude that you bring in to just put you over the edge. But he doesn't win unless he's with Golden State. He's never won anything. Has he even made a final? No. You bring you always that dude you bring in to win. And if you're a Golden State, no. you're already a winner. <laughs> I guess. We'll see. What if they fail again this year? Well, then Durant will be a year older, and that definitely won't work. <laughs> Here's the thing. If they fail this year, yes, they do need to do something. I just don't think Durant's ever going to be that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Moving on to the big news. The one that everyone's talking about leading up to maybe the biggest sports event of the year, as always. Is it the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl. We did our predictions last week. We're going to change them entirely. Our way too early predictions. I don't know if we're going to change them entirely. I'm probably not. I don't think you are. I struggled for so long. I thought I was going to, but... I don't think I'm going to change mine. So anyway, Super Bowl predictions. Let's get into it. So, I think Philly's roster is better everywhere than Kansas City's. However, I'm not fully convinced that Jalen Hurts' shoulder is all that great right now. Like, I still think he's injured. Mm. It seems like they've asked him to throw the ball less, especially deep less. I think he had a hard time hitting on a lot of throws against San Francisco. I know he'll have a week to get better, but it seemed like an odd injury that kind of nags. I'm not convinced Hurts' shoulder is 100%. Nick Sirianni and this Eagles team, they're usually a first-half team, not as good in the second half. Super Bowl's fourth quarter. Four quarters are going to have to play in this game, especially against the experience of Andy Reid and Mahomes. If Philly wins, I think it looks kind of like the Tampa KC Super Bowl. Philly's D-line is just too much for the KC O-line, and it's just clear that Tampa's roster is too much for Kansas City's. How I think it's going to go, I think it's going to be very Philly dominant early in the first half. KC and Reid and Mahomes make the adjustments. The Philly D-line that's been, you know, explosive, great pass rushing. They're going to be all over Patrick in the first half and then slow down a little bit in the second half. Casey's going to put some drives together. And Casey comes back late in the fourth quarter with that experience and wins the game by a slim margin. That is my final prediction. I have no confidence in this. I think the line is perfect at a point. I think these teams are extremely even just because of the experience of Reed and the quarterback that Mahomes is compared to the roster of Philly. I will go... I don't remember what I said last week. It might be the same score, but I'll go 27-24. It's all Philly early. It's KC late, and Kansas City and Mahomes eke it out in the end, 27-24. I think you had the winner going over 30 points. Did I? In your prediction last week. Oh, okay. I certainly did. Okay. Now, actually, before I make my prediction, I want to say... Something about, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, you might be right with, like, oh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder and whatnot. I kind of think that was a situation, though, in the NFC Championship game where once Brock Purdy went down, Mm -hmm. they knew that the only way they were going to lose that game is turnovers and short fields. Mm -hmm. So at that point, why not just run, run, run? Mm -hmm. Why even take that chance? That's my thinking, at least. Mm -hmm. You might be right, though. But I'm probably not. I'm I'm definitely not changing. I think the Eagles are going to win. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I I don't like Philadelphia, and we can't have nice things. Uh, I just think I've said all year this this the coaching staff is good, the personnel is good, and I I really think that, that that's kind of got to be 
good enough mm-hmm. with this game. I, I I go back and forth on whether how exciting this game is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be close in the end, but at the same time, I don't think it'll be that exciting. Mm. Kind of like that. I mean, I thought it was exciting. Maybe it's because I'm a Patriots fan, but that Patriots Rams Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be that defensive matchup, but I think they'll be disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams will be afraid to make mistakes, and for that, they'll the play certainly at the start will be mm-hmm. lackluster, safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the first team to really take a chance will kind of you know be the guys in this game. Now a lot of things are like, oh, that's gonna be Patrick Mahomes. That's gonna be Andy Reid. They love to do all these weird trick plays and all this this ring around the rosy stuff. But I feel like Nick Sirianni. He's got he you know whatever it is he make he thinks his team is the underdog for all all year long he thinks his team no one everyone doubts them we're far from that buddy but he has that mindset and I think because of that he'll be willing to take those chances more early mm-hmm. again I think it'll be safe at first but the second these teams realize that like something needs to give somewhere I think Nick Sirianni is going to be the first one to be like. I'm gonna do it. So that's that's. I think the balls of Nick Sirianni are gonna win Philadelphia another Super Bowl. Oh, that's interesting. Just like kind of like the balls of Doug Peterson won them their other one. I guess. Yeah, I a little bit. Maybe. I mean, Sirianni has been on the leading edge of just like aggressive on going for it on fourth downs all season. So like, yeah, that would other be than very, Staley, but he's just well, he's but, a little smarter with it. Yeah, Staley, but Staley <laughs> just does it for like. I mean, I didn't say Sirianni's an idiot about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's interesting. That's totally how it could go. Do you have a score? I'll go Eagles 34. How is that a boring Super Bowl then? Jeez. A lot of that, a lot of that in-game stuff. Oh, okay. Cuz actually, do you remember I'll go Eagles 34 20 uh Chiefs 27. Sure. Okay. In-game, that's a decently high scoring. But do you remember the second Super Bowl 38 against Carolina? I think it was like 20, 24 points were scored in the final two minutes of the first half. Before yeah. that, no points at all. And yeah. like the final score was 30. I don't Wasn't the same thing. If the second quarter was crazy at the end, the third was nothing, and the fourth was crazy. Yeah. 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 I think that's how it went. Yeah. I think because, yeah, there was like, a, I think it was like a total of like eight yards of offense in the first quarter. Yeah. And like seven of those were from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Two missed field goals. I remember one was blocked, one was missed. Okay. So I something like, that maybe some messy play, mm-hmm. little maybe some jitters. I guess we'll you. see though. We'll right. see. I'm probably gonna be totally wrong. Yeah. Um. On the flip side, if you're gonna argue that Kansas City wins, why and how? What's it gonna look like? Hmm. If Kansas City wins, I think it'll have a lot to do with the fact that <clears throat> Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. isn't really there yet. Mm-hmm. If he, you know. If he ever will be, because yeah. we've had his doubts about his quarterbacking ability, his arm and stuff like that. I think, you know, the youngness, uh, the immaturity, the lack of being there could be the downfall of the Eagles. I mean, there is I mean, there is a, a decent amount of new personnel on the offensive side of the ball, even the defensive side of the ball for mm-hmm. the Chiefs. But for the most part, they've all been there. They've all done that. And this is an Andy Reid run team. Even the guys that haven't been there and done that. I expect them to be more put together than, say, uh, Jalen Hurts is, who's never been there, never done that, or a even an A.J. Brown. 
Mm-hmm. Has never actually done anything in his career. I know they made some playoffs with uh, Tennessee, but didn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see if the, you know, just the experience of the Chiefs can. I mean, that can. That's a lot. That means a lot, mm-hmm. and that can absolutely win out. But I, I, I am wondering about Mahomes' ankle, and I mean that stuff has just not bothered Philly one bit all season. It seems so. Mm-hmm. I don't really see it rearing its head now, but it, it could. I will say the last two seasons, right? In this day and age now of paying the quarterback a ton of money and stuff like that. Well, I guess the money thing doesn't really play a bigger factor in the last year, but it has shown roster over quarterback the last two seasons because there was Patrick Mahomes and Casey two years ago in the Super Bowl against Tampa, and the roster of the Buccaneers won out against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Then last year, now Stafford's really good, but I still think most people would probably take Joe Burrow over Matt Stafford. But the roster of the Rams and Matt Stafford won out over Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. Mm. I, I, I hear and that. And I could I, see the same thing again. Like, Eagles are better pretty much everywhere than Kansas City. I hear that. Mm. I just I still feel like you do need above-average quarterbacks yeah. to, to win Super Bowls. Oh, like, no, you definitely do. I, yes. I, don't, I don't think like Kirk Cousins is really going to get you there. No, 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 no. But sure, uh, these teams are willing to take that chance of like if we get there. Any, any yeah, no. Game. To get there, you have to have a really good quarterback. Like Brady was still really good that year. Matt oh, Stafford so is really good. You're just but, saying to win that game, you know, to get there is a different conversation. But to yeah, win that big game, yeah. But okay. in the Super Bowl, the last two seasons, and we have seen roster wins out over the team with the better quarterback. Well, and I could see the same thing again this year, even, even though I pick Kansas City. Here's the thing: even that. Um, I know, like, actually on paper, the roster might have been better. The Rams in that Patriots Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like, I think that was the second-best offense. Um, there was, like, uh, Aaron Donald's on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Sue, Nagama Kong Sue was on that team as well. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of them are old. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt like the Patriots, we weren't giving them credit because they weren't nearly as explosive that year. I still feel like they kind of were that, that... The better roster? Yeah. They might have been. I mean... We thought Tom was maybe a little washed up at that point, but that's just because he really hated being a Patriot. Tom was way better than Goff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, although the defense, like the only really big name was Stefan Gilmore, mm-hmm. was far more put together mm-hmm. than the Rams were at the time. Mm. And, like, I, I mean, I don't remember the P. I mean, they had Robert Woods. Mm. I don't really remember any. Uh, Todd Gurley, but, like, he had his knee problems, so... Mm. I don't really remember any really big weapons on that offense. So mm-hmm. I think the Patriots one kind of I mean, that same narrative. Cup was there. Cup wasn't. Was he? He was, he was good. He was he was good. But he, he wasn't. Was, he was going off the same okay. way. The same way he is now. Um, but yeah, no, no. So you're sticking with Philly. I'm sticking with KC. But I, I'm doing it like I'd rather KC. But like I'm just barely. Like to me, I have no gauge on this game. I probably won't touch it as far as betting. If I do, maybe I'll bet Eagles first half. Yeah. Like the Are you win- going to do like squares? Like, you know, people do like the squares. I never got the squares, really. I think it's just funny you win like 15 bucks. No, I know. I probably won't do squares. If I make a bet at all, I'm betting Eagles first half. Mm. Eagles win the first half. I think the line is probably the same as it is for the game, which is minus one. I feel confident with that one, maybe. So if I bet this game, that's what I'm doing. Okay. But yeah, other thing on the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to go to the Super Bowl first. I was gonna say something about sports betting. Oh, because we were talking. You said betting, but like, yeah. goes to Super Bowl, huh? Just said Super Bowl. 
What do you mean? You said other thing about the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. So okay. Um, say it. I saw on one of the sports shows they were talking about this. You know, if Kansas City wins this game, is the duo of Mahomes and Kelsey better than Brady and Gronk? And I was just like, come All on, right. guy. And just like that, I became a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fan. <laughs> because I was like, listen, can we relax? They've won two Super Bowls. They did just lose one. And Brady and Gronk beat them both times, one of them in a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, well, and that the- was at the end of Gronk's career. And before that, before Patrick Mahomes made a Super Bowl, yeah. who beat him to get to that Super Bowl? Brady and Gronk. Well, that's why I said Brady and Gronk beat him twice. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they yeah. beat him once, once in the AFC yeah, yeah, to yeah. get to a Super Bowl, yeah. and then they beat him again in the Super Bowl. Well, I also heard- and you can't even make the experience joke because Mahomes and Kelsey had won the Super Bowl the year before. Well, and also like I've seen it like was it fifth straight year? Yeah, that they've made the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Wow. How many straight did the Patriots make? I, Eight, nine. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you've made. You've won one Super Bowl in those five years. I it could be two this year, could yeah. be two, mm-hmm. but Patriots went to four, won three, and like I said, two and zero head to head. Yeah, so I don't. I just don't. <laughs> five straight AFC championship. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. I've seen far more impressive. Yeah, recently so, I can't. But I I I I almost just we had enough to do, and because we're talking about the Super Bowl, I just threw it in the Super Bowl segment. But I almost put it on dumbest thing I heard this week. That is stupid. And I was like, come on, guys. That's way too early for this conversation. And what happens? What if they lose? What if they're I, one in what if they're one and two in Super Bowls? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again. 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 Yeah. But and, I And like I said, the big thing is two and zero at the end of Gronk's career even too. Yeah. So And uh, I mean Gronk has the most uh touchdowns by a tight end by in in the playoffs. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yes. He has that record on Kelsey. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. Any I, other thoughts on the Super Bowl? Not about the Super Bowl. I want to say something about betting, though. Okay. So it became legal in this state yes. last week, mm-hmm. but only if you go to, like, a casino mm-hmm. and a betting bar and stuff like that. You can't do it online yet. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Just do it all at once. It's like, oh, it's like March 16th or something. You can start betting online. It's like, what are you doing, dude? I don't know. Why? Because this is what Massachusetts does. You have to show up to make your bet. It's like, oh, you can't put it online? Bro, Barstool Sportsbook has been up for years. Just say, like, hey, it's fine. Like, all these things have been around. You could have literally just said it's fine. Do it on this date. Mm-hmm. Why Why do we have to set it up? I don't, I don't get it. There's, not, there's nothing Massachusetts needs to do. I know. All these things already existed. I know. The private sector will always take care of that, but we live in a liberal ass state, so they're always like, they're always like, the private sector doesn't know what it's doing. It's like, we got we the government, we the bro, the private sector's years ahead of you. <laughs> they always are, but they're like, no, 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 we have to do everything ourselves. We got to control everything. This state's so stupid. I know. I hate the state of Massachusetts <laughs> as well. <laughs> spirit of Massachusetts is the spirit, spirit of, of America. America. Anyway, all right. Any other thoughts on the Super Bowl? No. Nothing? No. How will it affect KC, Mahomes, and the legacy if they lose? No one's going to care. No one's going to care? As in, no one's going to care. They're still going to say, wow, what a great players these are. They're the best I've ever seen. It's like Patrick Mahomes. Did you see that clip mm-hmm. of, like, the Patrick Mahomes? It was against the Jaguars game, the, Pat- the Chiefs-Jaguars game. You know, it's Chris Collinsworth. Patrick Mahomes, like, pumps fake. Drops the ball, it's still a pass. Throws it in the ground. 
what a smart play by Mahomes. And then Trevor Lawrence threw one deep to Kirk. He had to reach out for it, but it went through his hands. Catchable ball, but I guess he could have put it a little closer to his body. But again, wicked deep throw. And then Chris Collins like, oh, man, look at it, Trevor overthrowing. But the throw into the dirt, the accidental throw in the dirt, was a genius play by Mahomes. He can't do he could He could slaughter like a, a bunch of orphan kids. And Chris Collinsworth in the NFL meeting would be like, oh, my God, I've never seen anyone better. Like, I've never seen that. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I get you. He I, can't do any wrong. He's like LeBron, but like likable. Yes, he's not LeBron, LeBron. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But, like, but like the pandering. Yes. No, I, I hear you. I don't think it affects the legacy too much, but like all the, I do think it, it puts all the, oh, he's the best ever. Yeah. I don't care how many Super Bowls he's, he's more talented. He's the better quarterback than Brady. It puts that on hold, I think for a little bit of time. Cause people will be like, he's one and two. Yeah. He's one and two in Super Bowls. Yeah. One lost to Brady and now to, to Jalen Hurts in a Super Like and Brady it, lost. Yeah, I think, I think it'll put it on hold. Who yeah, but when you have seven other wins, like, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, and Brady, I mean, he won his first three, and you have the head-to-head over Patrick, yeah, yeah. So, I think it puts it on hold. All right. Anyway, we're gonna take our final quick break. Then we're gonna talk some some drama in the uh, yeah. in the broadcasting thing. Tommy Romo, yeah. the CBS news that came out. You're gonna do some Bruins, and then our Tommy and Darwin, as always, stick with us, guys. are back here at slow your roll moving on to our final couple of segments we've made jokes about this i think it's hilarious it came out and exactly some of the wording that we've said too yeah tony robo in the booth for cbs apparently we weren't the only ones who noticed some of this because (laughs) cbs had an intervention because fans were making fun of it tony romo tony romo and cbs have a problem now tony was great to start his career the predicting plays and all that It was amazing. But I think it's become apparently obvious that I think Tony is 50% engaged. Maybe 70%. Mm. But I don't think he's as dialed in and cares the same way a Chris Collinsworth does. Kirk Herbstreet for college football. Um, You know, Todd Blackledge. I think it's very obvious Romo has a lot of other interests off the field out of the booth, the main one being golf. I think that takes away from a lot of this. No, he like wants to be on the tour. Like he's huge. And I do think it takes away from his prep, his work. I think he's just that dude that was just a little bit more like improvisational and, you know, just go with the flow. You know, when he's arguing those, uh, those replay challenges things, he sounds like a go with the flow kind of guy. And listen, CBS ain't going to be able to do anything about this because isn't he signed to a contract for still like four uh, or five more years? He got, the, he got a lot of money for a long time. For $17 million. And you can be that kind of personality and that kind of guy, but like when it comes to this, in this profession, in this field, and in Romo's particular role, networks want you to do a ton of homework, 
Networks want you to be dialed in. Networks want you 100% in because they're paying you a ton of money and putting them on the primetime spots. And the thing with Romo, right? If you're play-by-play, you're talking all the time. Like, you're, we bake in you're going to make some mistakes. And you can be a bit more go-with-the-flow and improvisational as a play-by-play guy because you're reacting to how things happen on the field, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just, just talking so much, you can't script it all out. You just can't do that. When your color, when you bring in how much play-by-play talks, how much sideline reporters, commercials, if there's a replay challenge, how much, as much as I hate this part of the broadcast, we'll bring in the rules analyst. Like Gene, you, what do you think? Yeah, when you when you factor in all the other things, the color guy is actually only talking for about 30% of the broadcast. So I'm paying you $17 million to talk only 30% of the time. Like, you better get it right. Yeah. I don't bake in mistakes with you. You're 30% of the time talking. You have to do your homework. I need you completely devoted. I need you dialed in. And we can't be making dumb mistakes. We can't forget the opponent that they're playing. We can't forget some of the players on the team anymore. And I think Tony got away with that right out of football because, like, he was more, he had just he, he had just been in it. So he knew more of the players. He knew more of the staffs. He knew what they looked like, knew more stories. And now that it's gotten further and further away, it becomes time to do more homework. And I think this is where the gap is showing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... I what, you want to be paper now? No, I, I, I have one. Oh, okay. I'm just, uh, I guess, uh, digesting what you said there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think he's just kind of bored. Because, mm. like... So, I mean, I, I, I tried to find it real quick. Mm-hmm. So there's literally a mathematical formula mm-hmm. that says, like, over time, like, um, order turns into chaos. It's just mm-hmm. a natural order of things. So, but I what I didn't expect is for Romo, like, you know, you just expect over time people's passions fade. People just get, they, they start doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. They just start losing uh, interest in things. I didn't expect it to really happen this fast for Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Because his first year, like... I, some people said it was kind of cringe. He was maybe a little too <clears throat> animated, a little too uh, out there. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I loved his calling out plays before they happen and stuff like, oh, look over, look here. This is where the ball is going to go, and he's right. I really think he's just, whether it's he wants to play golf, mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's missing the game. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, he just is like, listen, I know what I'm talking about. I don't want to put in all that research. And it's, and it's snowballing mm-hmm. type stuff. So I like there's a you know we all have our favorites, and I, I generally my favorite color guys are people that talk more often than what you would expect. Mm-hmm. People that have a good chemistry that bounce off each other, and then the color is almost a secondary play by play. One of the reasons why I like Brick on um, the Nesson Bruins pod uh, podcast uh, program. Mm-hmm. So it's because J- Brick and Ed Edward they just have so much chemistry that Brick's kind of talking a lot, mm-hmm. but a lot of what they talk about is playing off. The game, uh, t- touchdown is scored. They break it down for you. A big play, they break it down for you. But he's just so he's he's fallen into habits to bare minimums as well. Oh, I don't know, Jim. Like it's just he's emoting at times. It's just the same things again. I mean, we ourselves do it. I hear myself when I listen back to these. I'm like, hmm, you say that a lot, kid. Try to get away from that. That's, okay, well, we're talking more than Tony does, though. Yes, and it's also it's not we're not reacting to something live and yeah. trying to mm-hmm. but i mean we 
I people said at first I didn't really feel that way. Like, oh man, Tony Romo's losing. He's getting bored in there. He's getting, I, I didn't feel that way. But then when I watched this year more, because the Patriots are always on CBS, and they wouldn't get the Tony Romo games as much this year because well, Tom Brady's not there and they're not winning. Mm-hmm. But I, I did really notice it. Like he's just so, he's so mundane now. Mm-hmm. I liked him because he was, you know, I get it. He could be maybe a little overbearing for some people, especially mm-hmm. when he would get all excited. But I don't know. That's just passion to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm sick of hearing old men. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Tony. You're supposed to still be young and spry. Mm-hmm. Like, act like it. Don't, what, don't make Jim Nance seem like the youngest man in the booth. Mm. Jim Nance has been doing this since before I was born. Yeah. And yet he seems younger than you. Like, that's, that's not good, Tony. Like, I, I did like how spry he was at first, how passionate he was, and how emotive he was. Mm-hmm. Especially in football where, I don't know, it comes with a, like, they, for some reason they treat it like a gentlemanly affair, especially after everyone retires. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have to be so respectful and, I don't know, gentlemanly about, like, talking about the game. And this is football, bro. Why are we not yelling? That's why I like hockey. They're screaming in the booth. Yeah. Like, they're like, ah, what a hit. Yeah. Give me that in football. Tony Roman gave me some of that. I don't know. What, where's your passion, bro? He wants to play, he wants to play golf. He does. But I, I, I kind of see this as a situation of, like, you know, I have no proof of it. You know, when you, when you play something and you first step away, you're like, ah, I'm time. I, I, I feel good. But then, like, you're, you're, all, everything heals, and I bet he's feeling great again. He's like, I could do it. But he's standing up. He's sitting up in the booth being like, man, I wish I had the pads on. I wish I had the uniform on. And he's just sat up there. I could see it being that. Maybe it's that. Just missing the game mm. and because he, he's still young and he hasn't. Yeah. He's like, I'm not old. Like, I, I know I could still do this type of stuff. Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know. It's unprecedented, though. You don't usually hear about stuff. No, I've never heard this. And, you know, this happened. This leaked because CBS wanted it to leak because they're trying to force Tony into some changes. I think Mm. it's probably going to work. I think it was smart by CBS. But, yeah, this is very, this is different. You don't usually hear this kind of stuff. Well, no, because I've heard, like, I mean, there's mixed feelings about him. I've actually, more recently, people have come on to him. Mm -hmm. But how many people, especially growing up, talk so much crap about Joe Buck? Yeah. I, oh, I hate Joe Buck. I hate when he's doing it. I hate when he's doing it. He's play-by-play, play, though, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. No, but, but like, just, there's so many announcers that have been... Uh, Chris Sims was mm-hmm. another one. Got a lot of crap. Chris Collinsworth gets a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Not even disagreeing with all these. But I think Greg Olson does a great job. I like Greg Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Gumbles. Those are, those are ones I, I used to like. Um, but there's been... Uh, the point I'm making is there's been many color play-by-play who throughout my life have been just absolutely shit on. And yet they still have their jobs. Yeah. So this is this is very unprecedented. Yes. For a man who's just kind of casually doing it. <clears throat> well, that's the part. That's the problem. <laughs> I think that CBS is having. We feel you're casually well, doing it. No. And like I said, if I'm going to pay you 17 million and you're only talking 30 yeah. percent of the time, like yeah. that 30 percent has got to be dialed in on point. The money, I bet, plays a lot in this. Oh, yeah. 100% the money plays. I'm sure Chris Collinsworth does fine. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard him making an exceptional amount of money. Yeah. Even like, I don't know. I watched LT. I watched Maurice Jones-Drew. They're now analysts mm-hmm. for their respected channels. Yeah. I never heard about their record-breaking contracts. Mm. But damn it, I hear about Romo's. Yeah, no, that that there's that. Too. I never hear about contracts when it turns with media. That's a recent thing. Yeah, that's a very recent thing. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, suddenly, media contracts are public and extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. All right, 
with that, Jesse, take it away. All right. For your Boston Bruins. We'll finish this up with some hockey. All right. Before we get to our always segments. Yeah. Well, I mean, the All-Star game festivities just ended for the NHL. I didn't watch that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we, we stumbled into that All-Star break. So, I mean, the, I don't know what it is. The, the schedule maker is very not kind to the Bruins and have been for years. Mm-hmm. And having two weeks of road games right before the All-Star break really sucked. But there's nothing like a good uh, Toronto game to get you back on the, back on your horse. So, but with the big trade, the first big domino has fallen in the trade deadline for the NHL. Bo Horvat is off the board. Probably the biggest name. Expected to be maybe the most expensive name. Mm-hmm. So he's gone. He's irrelevant this year. Islanders are not going to do much. So I do like that that name is, if it's not going to be here, it might as well be nowhere. But that raises a question, what do the Bruins do? Because I go back and forth. This team is yeah, the best team in the league. Let's not mess with the chemistry. I have that mindset. And when you have literally $0 in cap space, you're a little more content with that. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, Bruins fans. If you're going to make a move, someone's got to go. Mm-hmm. If you're like, oh, Craig Smith, whatever, who cares? Craig Smith's still here. No one wants Craig Smith. I don't think he's really going anywhere. Certainly not for anything. <coughs> Bless you. Thanks. Certainly not for anything good. So it's, it really raises three questions. Who are you willing to part with? Matt Grizzlick, who's having actually a fantastic season. Uh, Brandon Carlo, who's has, again, best season of his life right now. Mm-hmm. Or Taylor Hall, who's actually probably of those three being the most disappointing mm-hmm. uh, just because you're paying him $6 million and he's been okay this year. He's not really scoring goals the way you want to. So you have to, who you from that do you part with? Do you break up this defense core a little bit? Uh, and that, if I think if you do that, you almost have to bring in another defenseman, mm-hmm. uh, definitely a cheaper one. Um, if you, apart from Taylor Hall, who are you going to bring in? Because we've talked about, you know, Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves. That's, that gets you there with the money-wise, but, like, I feel like you have the same problem. Taylor Hall's not really putting up the numbers you want him to. I don't see Patrick Kane coming in here at 30-something years old and putting up numbers. He's really not going to score goals anymore. Um, Jonathan Taze is also, again, old, makes you great in the face-off circle more, but like he's not really producing anymore. These are kind of rentals that are there just for the name. Mm-hmm. So, more again, more and more I'm leaning like, I don't want you to do much of anything at all. Mm-hmm. And this, if they do make a splash, that'll be the third straight year. You won the trade deadline two years in a row. It's not going to happen three straight years. Technically, the Islanders just won it with the Bo Horvat trade, even though no one has done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking small. Peace. Uh, really just like a fourth line piece and a depth defenseman. You're going to have to part with somebody somewhere. Remember, you have zero dollars and zero cents. Someone's got to move. Mm-hmm. If you can move anybody... Or I guess if you can have you can catch the injury bug, which you're not really wanting to do. Uh, you'll have cap space, but like you can't count on injuries happening. You certainly don't want them to. And someone's got to move, which means. And also, if you want to bring in a big piece, if you want to move, let's say you move Taylor Hall. He's the most expensive one. You move Taylor Hall, you have cap space. You then are going to have to part with Lysel or Lori. And are you willing to do that? Are you willing to sell your future for this cup this year? You have to ask yourself that. Mm. Lysel or Lori will not be here next year if you make if you bring in anyone worth anything. Mm-hmm. And is that worth it to you? 
kind of don't know. Mm. So that's what you got to ask yourself, Bruins fans. What do you want to do? Because if you, any move is going to be made, you got to. Someone's got to be cut. Someone's got. Someone's got to get the short end of the stick here, mm-hmm. and that could cost you your future in some way. So, okay, is it worth it for one cup? I don't know. Might be. It might be. It might be. But you know, winning a cup in hockey is so hard. Even if you're the best team, the best it is. team doesn't necessarily win. Sometimes I feel like they generally don't even win. No, because <laughs> hockey's just a crapshoot in the playoffs. So, yeah. As much as I like being aggressive and going all in in a lot of other sports, particularly football, I can see why you don't do it in hockey. No, because that, that could, I mean, that could, you know, you win this one cup, but then you're down for a while mm-hmm. because of how much you have no prospects, you have no money, that type of stuff. Mm. No, I get you. All right. Moving on, getting ready to finish things up. The Tommy report. Yeah. Probably video your, your reaction to his thing oh. as well. I'm going to start the Tommy this time, though. Okay. So, Tom Brady has retired. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Eh, I I believe it this time. I think it's over. It didn't seem as rushed as last time. It's not as clunky as last time. He could totally leave Tampa, which he doesn't want to be at this year, and yet he's still retiring. I think it's over. And now he's announced that he's going to do the broadcasting stuff in 2024 for Fox. Tom's done. And I leave. Tom's career comes down to two things. It really was just all about winning. And yes, all you salty Pats fans... When he left New England, it was about winning, actually, still to then. Because he saw that the team he had been with, the dynasty, that the league had changed. A lot of pieces had fallen off. He didn't have the weapons he needed. It was about winning when he left New England, too. And the other thing is, I feel like we don't always say this. I think maybe Jeter is probably the only other one, and maybe Michael Jordan, that will say this about. Tom got every ounce out of his career. He didn't leave anything on the table. I think we leave Big Ben when he retired. Great. He'll be a Hall of Famer. But I think we left feel like he left leaving a lot on the table. He should have won more. There should have been more out of his career. When Aaron retires, I think we're all going to say the same thing. He left a lot on the table. Dan Marino retired. They left a lot on the table. They didn't win a Super Bowl. Tom got every ounce of talent out of himself and his career. I mean, how many Super Bowls did he win? All those with New England. And then when he leaves New England, he goes and wins another one. Like, yeah. I know you're going to sit here and maybe like, oh, he didn't get the most out of it because we think of the Giants' losses. But then there's the Seattle one where it's like they kind of shouldn't have won, but they did. The only thing that you can say was left on the table was the perfect season. And how... and. I feel like you can't leave a career and be like, well, he didn't have a perfect season. So, you know, he didn't get the most out of his career. For the for where he was drafted, the talent that he was, I think Tom squeezed every last ounce of success that he ever could have had his career. I think he leaves the NFL having left nothing on the table at all. Great career to Tom Brady and truly a guy that was like, it's all about winning. Winning above all else, which is what the fans all care about at the end of the day, too. I don't necessarily think Tom Brady will feel that he got every ounce out of his career. Maybe not. Because I know he definitely feels that he left that undefeated season. Mm-hmm. Like that was, he left that one on the table. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a fan, I can understand you're like, ah, oh, come on. Like that was so unexpected. You certainly can't expect anyone to do that again or even put it in, like come close to doing that again. As in Tom Brady doing it again in his career. Mm-hmm. No, I I don't. Uh, I'm just I'm kind of rebutting what you yeah. said a little bit. 
So Tom, I think, will disagree with that. I think he left. Yeah, but Tom's a maniac. Yes. And in a little bit myself, I feel like he could have been in another year and been fine in the league. Mm-hmm. But he I wasn't understand. winning the Super Bowl, though. But I understand that mindset of, like, quit while you're ahead. He so, wasn't winning the Super Bowl either. I don't think. Who cares? So I, listen, I, I kind of said that I'm, I'm over it. I want Tom to just go away now. He can stop winning Super Bowls. He, you know, that's what I meant. He could stop winning Super Bowls. I don't want him to go away. I don't. <laughs> He's just, he has been in the NFL basically my entire life. I've watched football. He's always been there, even if it's not on the Patriots. He's just always been, he's never been far. Mm-hmm. He's always just on Fox now, not on CBS anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this is like, it is strange. It was strange last year, but now it's like, it is a little different. Because mm-hmm. uh, it is more like, like, I know there's, there's some questions. There's time for him to come back. He left it open to 2024 with Fox. So, like, maybe he'll come back for the 2020 season. He did it on the same day as last year. That's kind of weird, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's reasons, I guess, you could have hope for yourself. But, I don't know, when when Tom's just sitting on a beach by himself, like, there's just something sincere about it. Mm. And, I mean, shout out to that man selling the dirt <laughs> and your $100,000 that you're going to get. Um, did you actually hear that? It was either Tampa or retirement. Really? He was he was debating if he was going to come back, he was going to play for Tampa again. Wow. Apparently. Now obviously when you're retiring, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Um but it does feel it does feel final. Mm-hmm. And although I don't think Tom will agree and a little bit for myself certainly if you win that super, first Super Bowl against the Giants, there is certainly nothing else you could ever Hope to accomplish, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, there's always something, but mm-hmm. it. I really feel like y- you can go, Tom. Mm-hmm. There's not. You don't need to make us happy anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do it for any anything anymore other than just do what you need to do. Go bring back your family. Go find them. Go bring your kids home. Win your wife back. Kick that trainer's ass. Um. Yeah, I mean, hey, you just. Good luck to you. All that stuff. It was a privilege, Tommy. It, sure, yes. <laughs> it, it was. It really was. I got to watch the greatest to ever do it play football. Do you? Really, I got to watch the greatest. Do you really think that he's going to do the one-day contract and retire as a Pat? A he, lot of people are seeming like... He better. I don't think he's going he to. Better. I know Kraft said that they had a good conversation. I just don't see him doing it. Why not? You can't fly up here for one day, sign a contract, make Patriots fans happy, and then never talk to us again. Because he's cause except he, when we have that tr- uh, that uh, statue pe- made. Because he's petty. To who? To Bill. He had him on his podcast. I know it, it looks good. Like they, you know, and Bill. Bill. Listen, I don't think they hate each other or anything, but I just I still don't think Tom wants to do that. I don't think Tom wants to do it because it's cold up here. <laughs> he's like, you want me to stand outside? Come on, dude. It's not even near the airport. Because you're going to make me come to Patriot's Place. Like, we can't even do this at Logan. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't think it has to do with Bill. The other thing, I've said I don't think him and Bill have that much animosity as the media wants to I don't put think it. They, I don't think they have a ton anymore, no. And I think that podcast proves it. Mm. Like, Bill doesn't know what a podcast is. Yeah. And he went on Tom's podcast. Yeah. That's crazy. And he said, he's like, man, he's the best to ever do it, blah, 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 whatever he said. He said his billisms. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, I didn't, again, I, I tried so hard to find any clips I could of this, but it's all serious XM. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
makes it like not public and that stuff. Mm-hmm. So apparently, like you know, I got I heard some clips of like Bill praising him, mm-hmm. and then apparently like Brady got really emotional after. Oh, yeah, not like like oh my god, no, Bill, like, oh. but like you could hear it in his voice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I. I understand there probably was some animosity, mm-hmm. especially on Bill's end. A, Bill being a petty person, and two, Bill being like, listen, I'm the GM here. I make the calls. You leave the Patriots when I say you leave the Patriots. That type of stuff. Um, but I, I really don't think it ever really went far. Mm-hmm. I think the media blew it up. And the other thing, I'm really leaning to the fact that Bill absolutely plays the media. Oh, definitely. Constantly. Mm-hmm. And the second they said... Bill hates Tom. He's like, you know what? Maybe I do. Mm. And I'm going to play that up. Mm. And they're calling each other on weekends being like, yo, I love you, man. Like, we're like, let's hang out. Let's get dinner. And then like the second they're in public, like, oh, I hate Tom Brady. Well, they never got dinner. Th- that's been reported on. That and we know Tom, of. In Tom's entire career there, they never had dinner. But yeah, no, I get, I get your point. I, I get what you're really saying. really never had dinner. Yeah, they said that. Uh, yeah. Maybe they did now after the podcast. They should. They should get dinner. <laughs> I'll come. Aaron's the last one left. Once Rodgers retires, probably after the next season, in my opinion, it's the end of an era. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. I wanted Tom to outlast all those quarterbacks. I know. That I, wanted, I wanted him to win, be longer than every single one of them. Roethlisberger, <laughs> Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. Yeah, I know. I want him to outlast all of them. Yeah, I know. Disappointing. By the way, if you're Aaron, there's no way Aaron's retiring now. Oh, you kind of can't. Yeah, you, you can't share the stage with Tom. Oh, yeah, because they'd have to go in the Hall of Fame at the same time. Yeah, yeah. there's no way Rogers. Yeah. Rogers' ego is not going to allow that. Yeah. He so, played a golf tournament. So, hey, media members and fans, if you hear the words retirement come out of Aaron's mouth at all in any press conference, just throw it out. <laughs> he's 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 being dramatic. Well, like Aaron he, ain't retiring now. I saw a bunch of clips. He did like a golf tournament this weekend. Yeah, he I've won. won. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Well, like, people were like, you know, like, some fans were stuff like, yo, Aaron, come to this team, come to that team, and like, stuff like that. Like, he was, like, f- not feeding into it, but he wasn't, like, ignoring the fans. Of course he wasn't. He, like, he, was, interact- he was interacting. He likes the attention, and he'll just stay in Green Bay at the end of the day. Mm. But it, it is what it is. All right. Darwin Award. I forgot who it was for you. I, I, I remembered. Are you announcing it? You should announce it. Okay. Ready? You'll have to videotape it if you don't want to. All right. I don't have much to say. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready to finish it up. Drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award winner is... The Dallas Mavericks. Even though we just said, hey, this might work out for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, realistically, like, you still sold your soul. You're still taking a huge chance here with some cancer. Uh, like, you still, like, this is a high risk for, I mean, possibly high reward. But, like, come on, like, probably not high mm-hmm. reward. Like, you're not beating Golden State. Like, right? you, <laughs> Like, you're probably not getting that high reward. I mean, if it does, I guess it worked out. Like, yeah. well, well, I guess we'll take this one back. But, like, come, come on. on. Come on, guys. The max this is going to work is a half a year. But, hey, and I'm sure you'll make some short-term money mm-hmm. and get some short-term publicity. And whatever that's worth to you, Mark Cuban, I hope it's worth it. Because, God, I don't think this is going to go great for you long-term. I said a week, so... I know you said a week. I'm being more optimistic. I think the rest of this NBA season, but eventually, give it another year, a year and a half, he will become a headache for the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban. I guarantee it. Mm. Good so luck, congr- Mark. Yeah, good congratulations, Dallas. 
you took on the biggest cancer maybe ever in the NBA <laughs> just to give yourself maybe a 8%, 10% better chance for the rest of this season. That's it. Yeah. So congratulations. You get to be the next circus of the NBA. <laughs> Dallas Mavericks, congrats. All right. With that, that has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. Looking forward to that Super Bowl. UF Philly, IFKC. We'll see how this goes. All right. Have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen.